1: Welcome to Impact in Jamaica, the podcast series that aims to celebrate the work of Jamaicans and friends of Jamaica in the diaspora. I'm your host, Sinai Fleury, and on today's episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Siddiqui Harris, who is a communications and engagement officer at leading mental health organization, Black Thrive. I mean you've spoken so much about different challenges and situations that you faced in your life is there one particular challenge that you've overcome that still serves as like a learning lesson for you in 2022 that you always sort of go back to and say you know what I learned that and I'm going to take that with me this time.
2: I think there, yeah I think there's a unfortunately I think we're still suffering from it because of the impact of Jamaica and, and, and Jamaica on the on the world the world stage, and then um, the legacy of that. was still I'm still dealing with the fatherless issues. Mm-hmm. So 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 I'm still dealing with and what it means to be a man, uh, a black man. Um, I think that a lot of work, media work went into creating that idea of what it means to be a black man, and they used Jamaican culture to do this to a certain extent. But I think that the image that they created is not beneficial to the black community. So the idea of a bla- of what a black man is predominantly is this negative energy that doesn't even doesn't even love his family because he's not even there. Do you know what I mean? He's not there. Um, he's out there doing stupidness and bloody bloody blah, blah, and that's the predominant narrative. So once I um I think once I learned that that was out there, I thought you know what there's a lot of work to do to ensure, to make the world know that this is not the the common narrative um, of uh, black people, of Jamaicans, of black men, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that was, that's something that I've learned from the past and is is still affecting me today. You know, there's still a lot of work to do in order to um, redefine what it means to be a black man in, in 2022. Um, we've had a lot of, a lot of noise, but none of this stuff, none of this stuff has resonated or been effective in a way that's, that's meant that we become positive people and start winning. You know what I mean? Um, we, we're winning in certain ways, you know, we've been doing brilliantly, but we're losing a lot of young boys, young black boys, young, young black people. It's not just about, it's women and girls as well. You know what I mean? We're, we're losing a lot of young black boys chasing these ideas that we didn't even make ourselves and now at, I think like I said I'm at a place in my life where I can see there's a lot of work to be done mm-hmm.
1: where do you think um, that idea of you know this black man that you're referring to where do you think that's come from has it come from the media has it come from society is it come from white supremacy like where has it come from
2: it's come, I think yeah, this is just me me speaking, I think it's come from the marketing machines that we do not control. So, you know, again, like everything, everything. I think most things start off with a brilliant as a good idea. So reggae music, brilliant idea. You know, it was, it was about, you know, uh, us just chilling and getting together and, and having a good time and da, 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 playing some music and making ourselves, trying to make ourselves feel better internally because we needed something because this... Oppressive system was so much. We needed something to, mit, to lift our spirits again. Because we're spiritual people. We're connected to the source and everything there. All right. So I think initially that's what took place. And then the powers that be kind of saw how brilliant. Wow. Look, these people are really turning them. How comes? How comes we're we're mashing up these people all the time? we we're, we're sending them. We're killing them off, but they still stay smiling you know you know when black people are smiling it's like the best feeling in the world you know what i mean you know when you, when you go to places and the, the the food's flowing and everyone's happy look at black people smiling it's the best in the world i don't care who's smiling across the planet indian kids white people they don't smile like how black people smile when we're, when we're at our happiest so i feel like um the powers that be saw this and thought wow listen they, they got something powerful over there <laughs> We got to learn how to use this because this could probably topple what, what we've got planned. So basically, what I'm saying is that the marketing machines created using and 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 also using the forces of African-American voices as well. So for me, I can you can you can clearly see, for example, let's say, for example, in the in the UK, for example, we had we had a black British culture coming from the West Indies, from the West Indies and from the Wind Rush to where I think, I don't know when Silly Games was Top of the Pops, but that might have been like 1981. Silly Games, um, a real brilliant, beautiful song, you know what I mean? That's got nothing to do with violence or anything, just about love. Do you know what I mean? That if you play it anywhere in Black culture, the place goes wild because everyone loves that song. And then what you found is like, what, a year later, the top-ranking Black song was this gangster kill, kill, kill music. And something happened there, do you know what I mean? We we lost something there definitely within twelve months or within twenty four months we lost uh, a trajectory that we were we were heading towards which was about black community and and black uh, the black experience um, and that's because the big noise the big voices of and the big marketing machines capitalism really took over in the eighties and then it became about what was being manufactured and then this idea of what it means to be black was manufactured. What it means to be a black woman was manufactured. And what it means to be a black man was manufactured. And then we, unfortunately, because, you know, we, we got into our emotions and stuff, we've just been chasing these ideologies, these ideas that aren't ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now, because it's been so long, I mean, I'm talking about the 80s here, and it's like 2022. So now it's been so long, we're starting to realise to a certain extent, actually, something's not right here. Like... Um, you know, we're still all, all over the world, all over the planet. Black man, the black family's under pressure. Why is this? You know, something's wrong. So now we're so now what I'm what I'm starting to see is that um uh you know there is a re-investigation of of, of our experience, our what happened with us, and, and I'm very happy to see this like things like this podcast, you know. What I mean, glad to see investigating and, and I'm trying to understand well what what has the world been like for Jamaican descendants and stuff like that? Because once upon a time, I think nobody would have asked this question, really and truly, because you wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have been interested, because all the answers were being fed to you. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This they're is what fine. It they're fine.
1: They're fine. The Windrush generation are fine. They're okay. When there you history, go. So much has happened that we're yet to still have, uncover.
2: There you go. bare things have happened in in the community, and there's 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 a lot of um there's a lot of stuff to unpick. A lot of in house conversations that we need to have and self assessment and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, as a community, I don't see us doing any audits. You know what I mean? Where how are we growing? How are we building? How, you know, where, where are we heading towards? We don't have that. We, we don't have those things in place. And that's because I feel like we're constantly being barred, bombarded by messages and idea, ideas of what it is to be us. But we have to work very, very hard to redefine. it means to be black or what it means to be melanated people
1: yeah absolutely And and i think you you yourself has have redefined what it means to be a black man i think there might be people who might turn this podcast on see you young black man from brixton you know dress how you are and they might have assumptions and i feel like you've redefined that with just what you've been saying the work that you do you know and 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 your passion and how you on your own you've done your own work on yourself Siddiqui, you've you've had a journey that's been incredible you know you've gone through some challenges you know but you've worked on yourself and you're still pushing through and you're pouring the best into the next generation with your son and and, and your children so I think, you know, the work starts with all of us and you're a shining example of doing the work, you know. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I,
2: I think so. I mean, you're embarrassing, you know, I don't know. Can a black man turn gold red? I don't know. Um, <laughs> um,
1: but, no, but I, I, have, do, I have to say I think, that because when I, see it, when I see it, I have to say, listen, your journey hasn't been easy, Siddiqui, and it could have been so easy for you to say, you know what, I give up. You know, I, I've had multiple half challenges. I give up. That's it. I'm, I'm done. And curl up in the corner and be done with it. But you haven't. You've pushed through, not just for yourself, but you're helping others at Black Friday. You're pouring into your children, like I said, and you're a shining, you're shining light. So I have to say that. Oh,
2: well, thank you very much. You know what I mean? I mean, I honestly do believe that, uh, you know, if everybody, you know, you could just focus on yourself really, truly. If, focus, if everybody focused on themselves, do you know how brilliant our community would be? You know, if you just tidied up your square, because we're all on squares, you tidy up your square, then have and then step back. Listen, our community would be amazing. You know what I mean? But we're we're a bit too bothered. Like, oh, what's that person doing? What's, what's that square about? You know, you yeah. want, want to talk about that person over there and point the fingers and you know what I mean? And yeah, man, stay focused. there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of stuff to do.
0: And now, a word from our sponsors. A toast only works if it's shared with others, even when we're miles apart. So let's cheer each other on. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company.
1: John, John, I know you're in there. I want to wait to come back. Pinky this time, Akeisha.
2: Akeisha, just like me tell Pinky, give JPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here, so you can't stop, knock my door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to you add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time.
1: you never for ask. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit JPSGo.com for more info. Manpower, I bet
2: you never
0: welcome back to our podcast
1: i mean let's just go back to your work <clears throat> that you do at black Frive. i mean you're very successful in your role i see you um, you know sharing your work you've been on uh, my radio show as well a few times um what do you think are some of the most important skills that you have that make you a successful employee and tell us if you've got any other projects coming up that may be entrepreneurial away from black Frive or other things that you're doing at black Frive as well.
2: Um, I think, I've, honestly, it's, it's it's one of the thingies because Black Five started in Lambeth because of what happened with Sean Rigg, right? Brixton Police Station, 2008, I believe. And, um, so the fact that I was from Lambeth was my first, like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because you're talking about places and, and things that, you know, I knew, you know, um, um, so I was, winning, I was winning in Black Friday because I was simply from um, Lambeth. I was also winning in Black Friday because predominantly when you look at the Black mental health arena, there's a lot of Black women working in mental health, but not a lot of Black men. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one thing that I found like almost instantly, like, right, we're all the brothers, you know what I mean? And especially considering that a lot of the... People that are in, not incarcerated, but that are sectioned and stuff are black men, you'd think that more were representative in the field. So when I discovered that that wasn't the case, um, I, you know, um, that, that, that became a premium. Like, rah, who's this black guy that's working in, in, in mental health? Do you know what I mean? And I started to see certain certain wins because of that. You know what I mean? Um, people wanted me on on, on other projects. So, oh, we need a black guy. You know, you, you, you know they were they were they were. I saw a witness conversations, for example. What's going on with black men in mental health? And there wasn't a single black man on the panel. Do you know what I mean? But the conversation still went ahead, and there were black women willing to talk on behalf of black men. But I just don't think that that's actually kosher. To be fair, I wouldn't talk. I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk on the experience. I mean, I'd give my opinion on the experience of black women. But if there was a question called what's going on with Black women, I definitely wouldn't, wouldn't um, be on that panel. Not in lieu of a Black woman being on that panel so she could talk about her experience. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So I saw a lot of that. So where I was this one Black guy, and there's other Black guys that were involved in mental health, of course, but um, where I was this one Black guy doing some stuff, um, that meant that I could you know, navigate this space. I was premium. I was winning. You know what I mean? Like I was just going on with things. Everything I touched, I had the Midas touch, everything I was touching was turning to gold. And, um, and you know, I could do a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, for whatever reason, like I said, I studied marketing and advertising. That was more of about research and stuff. But I had this talent for uh, visuals, uh, video work and creating flyers. And then some of the work that we did, some of the work that we did really influenced the culture in Lambeth. I mean, they won't give us the accolades because, you know, they can't afford to. But, you know, we we we, create, we 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 started certain trends. People's flyers started to get better when they saw that they were competing against Black Friday's level of flyers. The website started to look better. You know, they, they couldn't offer this shoddy service anymore. And that was the kind of the point that I was trying to make, really. It, don't just put a couple of words on a piece of paper and stick that on a cardboard piece, on a, car, on a board and think Black people are supposed to turn up to this mental health thing. Because I understood that, we are, unfortunately, we are now competing for people's attention alongside uh, EastEnders and um, whatever whatever is distracting people. This war, COVID, that's the space that we're trying to take up in people's minds. I think once upon a time, people had a separate space for, well, my charity work here and my entertainment's over here and mm. my, my exercises here, but now it's all encompassing it's all in the same place so we have to we had to raise our game um we had to raise our game to compete in that space and i think we have i think the, the 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 black lives matter thing that happened that was i think that was one of the most amazing moments that i've seen at black five so far i see some real good things but when george floyd when that thing happened and we were on um because we were we were on socials we were on um, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. The next day, like the phone just did not stop pinging. Mm. The amount of people that went on went in search looking for Black mental health, and I was so very happy that we were in. That the SEO stuff that were, that I did was correct, so that we could be we could pick up some of that traction, mm. you know, and, and and get some get a lot more people looking at us. To where all Instagram turned around and and said, "Listen, we want to talk to you about your work on Instagram and stuff like that." You know, so we got invited to the the headquarters of Instagram, meet the the, the people that are running the thing. You know what I mean? Mm. So um, there's been you know there's there's some brilliant stuff that I mean right now. There's I mean so Black Five. I mean we what people need to realize is Black Five started in 2017. It was just three people. Patrick Vernon was the first. Um, director that's arnold um the boss the legend that is patrick vernon do you know what i mean um, and there was just three of us you know me him and this girl called victoria and we were black Friday for a very long time mm-hmm. so now that there's a, we've got a team of about 24 24 people mm-hmm. so to to watch something grow from three people and even went down to two people at one point to watch it grow from two people to, to an organism that's got you know 20, like up to 24 people working for it it's an amazing um thing to see and um i'm very proud of the work that we've done there i'm very proud of of, of what uh, like i said natalie crary has done to 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 you know i know she's fought against some serious odds in order for us to stay viable because we've seen how the you know the budgets and and how you know the influences sometimes people care about the black experience and then two twos. Tell so you not, 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 not to the, not, not, not this um financial round. <laughs> Do You get yeah. I me? Mean? We cared about black people last week, last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, yeah. you see that, and then how we've had to navigate those spaces, and like now, although Black Five has never have never offered a service, we never owned a service that we that was in the community. But now on the th- I don't know when this is coming out, but on the thirty first of March we're having. Um, the launch of our very first service, which is the CAPSA service, the culturally appropriate peer support advocacy. This is, this, is, this is some real firework. Do you get what I'm saying? This is like some real serious stuff because essentially what we've done is we've argued, and i watched the argument, we've argued with the services, the NHS slamming all this stuff, the system, we've argued with them for so long, and they've just relented to a certain extent. They've, they've got the funding together. And now we're, in, we're employing people. You know, in, 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 in the third sector where, we, where I work, there's a lot of volunteering roles and can you help us? And you don't get the financial rewards for that. And even I think black people have kind of caught on to this stuff. So no, I'm not going to comment on your, on, your, on your videos and stuff because you're just going to take my idea and I'm still going to be um, living in poverty. You know what I mean? You're not going to do nothing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, black five we decided that you know what we're not going to bring in anybody unless we can pay them and caps are so we're changing the the, the narrative in terms of how this thing gets done and then caps has come along and yeah uh, people on the caps project are getting paid they're going to be working directly with people on the ward it's black people that know the culture do you know what I mean we've got some wicked we've got some space over there um, called the living room patterned up you know what i mean you don't so so the plan is hopefully if i get forgot this correctly if you get stopped on a, a section 136 in lambeth instead of instead of being taken to a police station and then questioned there um question there you can be taken to this other space which is a bit more nicer you know get a cup of tea you know can chill out relax soft comfy chairs and have your mental health Assessed there, as opposed to your mental health um, assessed in a police station, where the environment itself can be pressurizing on your mental well-being.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, um,
1: that's that's a yeah, and yeah.
2: traumatic. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's happening. We've got the community hub happening. This is a space for um, you know, because one thing again, one thing, mental health is a real sad. Um, it's a real sad environment, like you know, the stories, the experience, what's happening to black people across the board. Do you know what I mean? It's constant, it's constant poor service. It can be detrimental to the to, to the to the, the feeling of, of, of wellness within the community. So we've got some new people. Um, this girl called Amber Swaby. She's come in, she's gonna do some community stuff, which is all about black joy, you know. what? so what people should be seeing from Black Friday soon is like, you know. Uh, black love black joy we want to celebrate being black and, and start bringing and again start making black people smile and stuff like that you know what i mean because i said i tell tell everybody we're at our most brilliant when we're smiling you know what i mean when we're happy and stuff so hopefully the plan is you know people just stay tuned to black five and stuff like that find us online and you start seeing some real positive stuff coming to make you feel good you know some good food good music and all this good, all the stuff that you like, you know what I mean? And then hopefully that would, that will help your wellbeing. So you won't even end up in services and stuff, you know? You'd be too busy having a good time.
1: Yeah, I absolutely love that Siddiqui. And I mean, to hear how Black Thrive has evolved and grown and expanded is incredible. I mean, before we go and sort of bring this episode to a close, as someone who, as a, as a young black man who's been through so much, what advice would you give to the next generation of young black men coming up of Jamaican heritage? What would you tell them?
2: Um, well, I'm not that young, first of all. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean, I mean? You know, for black now. don't crack, so that's
1: what I'm saying. You
2: know, listen, I, I really hate when people say black don't crack. We <laughs> practice skin maintenance, yeah? Yeah. From an early age. It's part of the culture. You can't get out of the bath without creaming your skin, otherwise you get a beating. There are other cultures that don't do that. They don't okay. use cream at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been creaming this skin for, for, for 40 years. Of course it's going to look good. Mm-hmm. There's people that just started creaming their skin last year because of COVID. Do you know what I mean? Your skin's not going to look as good as mine, mate. Trust me. <laughs> you know, um, so what, what, so what, what, what would I say to the, listen, to the young black boys, man, first of all, I would say to them, listen, you got the hardest, I'd say you've got the hardest job in the world. Being born black, being born male, I don't think there's a harder thing. There's so much against, there's so much coming up against you, um, having gone through it myself. Um, so I feel, so, I'm so, so I, I say sorry for that. Yeah, I feel sorry. my pity. But I do think you're, that the black males coming up are in the best place they could ever be in the history of black men. Why? Because you're at this place where you can change the narrative for everybody um, based on the actions of, of the young black men and the, the generation coming up, you could do some of the most brilliant things. you've got the internet, you've got all of this access to stuff, you could do some of the some of the most brilliant things that will forever revolutionize what it means to be a black man or black people. so I just I'd say to the next generation, you know try your hardest to not succumb to the pressures, the peer pressure, um, don't ever let anything external define you. You know, it's not about, it is not about the world shaping you. It's about you shaping the world, pal. That's what it's about. Um, And if you can do that, um, I'm sure you can become a positive person in this world. You know what I mean? Um, Diamonds, diamonds are only formed under pressure do you understand that's all that's what I say so if you're honestly feeling pressure black man I understand you're a diamond but as a diamond you've got to shine in it you can't just be a diamond and just rubbish and doing negativity that's crap you've got to be a diamond and you've got a duty here so that's all i kind of I am I do know what they got what they're going to go through I, I do feel sorry for them but I have every faith that if they stay positive they can make it
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, I know when you say, um, you know, what they've got coming up and why you apologize is because, especially in the UK, there's so many structural inequalities set up against us, Um, you know, before we've even come out of the womb, you know, there's, there's housing inequalities, employment inequalities, we, we're seeing what's happening with policing, the criminal justice system, you know, black people are more likely to get harsher and longer sentences. Um, in comparison to their white counterparts for the exact same crime. We're seeing what's happening in education, black children, especially from Caribbean backgrounds, more likely to be permanently excluded. So they do have a lot to face. And I think those words from you will inspire and motivate them to ensure that they can sort of navigate through that. And, and like you said, shine bright like a diamond. Siddiqui <laughs> Harris, it's been a pleasure. Before you go, Favourite Jamaican singer?
2: Ah, oh, easy. Toots from Toots in the Mail, 100%.
1: Great choice. All right, favourite yeah. Jamaican dish, <laughs> food-wise?
2: You know what? Once upon a time I'd say jerk chicken, but now I'm going to say ackee and saltfish. I didn't mm-hmm. like ackee and saltfish when I was a kid, but now like, it's, a, it's a delicacy.
1: Okay. So i say ackee
2: and saltfish, yeah.
1: All right, cool. Uh, favourite Jamaican sports person.
2: Um, <laughs> I was gonna say Ubrener, <laughs> yeah, but that's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what, what was I
1: say?
2: Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say um Usain Bolt because I can't yeah. think of who else. Who else is there? In from, from you know I mean? We just got this one guy that's running around.
1: No, what there's what is loads. loads, loads <laughs> of people. There's um, Elaine Thompson, Shelly Ann Fraser, Asafa Powell. There's so many. Asafa Powell. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah! Amazing. Yeah. Um, what was the other question? Favorite Jamaican saying?
2: Hooja bless, no man can curse. Love that.
1: Listen, Siddiqui Harris. On that note, of course, Hooja bless, no man curse. And listen, we know you're <laughs> blessed. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. to See you. Thank you very much
0: today. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe.